0: Welcome to Minified, a podcast about web dev and tech news that piqued my interest. I'm your host, Richard, and I'm looking forward to this episode. If you perchance don't know what it is, Flutter is an open-source UI SDK that you write in the Dart language, and you can use it to develop cross-platform native applications for smartphones And also desktops with one codebase which makes it sort of a direct competitor to react native and since google io 2022 has wrapped up a couple of weeks back it brought us many things to be excited about and among them is the release of flutter 3 so let's take a quick look at what we can find inside of this update Flutter has unveiled support for Windows applications a couple of months back and one of the most important things that version 3 brings is extending the support for macOS and Linux. The support is now stable and it brings cascading menus and support tab for macOS system menu bar that are platform rendered. Along with that, we also get full support for international text input and for accessibility services on all of those desktop platforms as well. Flutter builds macOS apps as universal libraries, which means it supports both Intel-based and Apple Silicon devices. Staying on the topic of support for computer operating systems, the recommended version for Windows apps is raised to Windows 10, and the support for Windows 7 and 8 is deprecated, although this one is a Microsoft and not Flutter, because they are no longer supporting it. All of the above mentioned, seems to make Flutter a pretty well round solution. Jumping onto mobile devices... Not that we would recommend it... <laughs> <coughs> Sorry. Jumping onto mobile devices, Flutter now supports foldable mobile devices like Samsung Galaxy Flip and not like that poor iPhone 6 unbox therapy band with a clump all those years back. Software-wise, this means that the media query now has a list of display features They describe the bounds and states of such devices like hinges, folds, and cutouts. And Flutter now also supports 120Hz refresh rates on the ProMotion displays that are on some newer iOS devices. On Android, the Gradle version is updated to the latest one and on iOS we get some nice quality of life additions. That should ease one of the hardest parts of developing an app on iOS, which is releasing it with the addition of new options to the Flutter build IPA command. Also, be aware that 32-bit iOS devices are being sunsetted and Flutter 3 is the last stable release that supports them. Moving on to the web platform, Flutter now automatically detects and uses the image decoder API in supported browsers, which speeds up image decoding in a way that doesn't block the main thread. And there is a new lifecycle API that gives us the control over the bootstrap process from the hosting HTML page, so that we can do stuff like splash screens, loading indicators, and customization of the landing page before the Flutter app loads. The trial of Johnny Depp and Amber Heard is at an end, and it looks like... Nah, almost gotcha. Nah, let's talk about blogging platforms written in JavaScript instead. Much more interesting. So, are blogs cool again, or what? One of the most used open-source blogging platform, Ghost, is here with a new update. This time, it doesn't bring such drastic changes as the last year with the introduction of Admin Dashboard, but sometimes incremental updates to your favorite product is all you really want. And in this version, there is plenty of it, so let's look into it. Starting with the performance improvements, load speed is up more than 20%, a pretty impressive number, not even Pac-Man can run away from your ghost blog now, and with resources down 22%, you can also have a good feeling that your blog is saving trees with each refresh. Ghost's official production stack is now Ubuntu 20, Node 16 and MySQL 8 with the biggest change here being the database layer. We can expect better optimization thanks to dropping support for both SQLite and MySQL 5 to just MySQL 8. With support for videos, podcasts, gifts, products and even NFTs it's important to have a solid database structure. That's certainly in demand, with more web formats coming in the future. Where would we be without all the tutorials, right? Building custom publications is hard, and that's why it's always nice to have all the information in one place. Now they finally are, with the introduction of a new space for developer tutorials, where you can expand your ghost knowledge for all the beginners and advanced ghosts out there. Let's take a look at some of what's new in product features. In Ghost 5 we get the support for multiple newsletters in one site, the publishing flow has been redesigned to make it easier for the editors and the introduction of custom tiers should help us make the plans more flexible for our readers. We, developers, like to put ourselves out of jobs like with the following change where you are able to update the design settings for your theme or email newsletter without touching any code, right from the admin dashboard. And a cherry on top are the newly released official themes that can help you launch your newsletter sooner, such as the new headline theme for news agencies around the world, or other options like Journal, Digest and Bulletin that can help you start publishing in a minute. There is a lot more to the update, like invite-only communities, public preview dividers or member filtering, so make sure to check out the link in the description below. The 2022 developer survey from Stack Overflow is now officially open for business. This is actually the twelfth time in a row where we can express what we like and don't in this survey. Among any other topics, the focus for this year will be on developer education and version control. If you feel like you want to share your secrets about the way you like to code and learn, check the link in the episode notes. You will find the survey at the end of the article. I will do that right after I wrap up this episode. TypeScript 4.7 is out now for all you nerds that want to get a bit more static with your JavaScript. In this release, we get ECMAScript module support in Node.js, some improvements to control flow analysis for bracketed element access, which is always great news, and many more features along with some breaking changes, so make sure to check out the link below to get all the information you might need. It feels like yesterday when github markdown introduced support for including graphs and markdown files using mermaid. We now get another extension to the markdown in the form of rendering mathematical expressions. It is using latex syntax for the writing part and utilizes mathjax, an open source javascript based display engine to render out all that sweet algebra. It seems that WinterCG, the community group for making our non-browser code more portable, isn't the only thing that Deno is paying attention to because we get yet another version of this misspelled runtime for JavaScript and TypeScript. 1.22 brings some important changes like updating the default type checking behavior that now has not one, not two, but a grand total of three type checking modes. This means you can now choose to skip type checks for all your dependencies, or you can go guns blazing and ignore the type checking completely. Among other notables is the addition of JSON method to the response global which allows us to easily create responses out of json's, and the unstable Emmet group of APIs that we could have used for programmatically bundle and transpile code are now removed because they were apparently holding back the development of Deno. Thanks for tuning in to Minified. If you like what I do, make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts and share it with your friends and colleagues. Catch you later!